Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamie Creel with Shelter Insurance. Come see how we've built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our Switch and Save. Located in Ridgeland and Florida, Mississippi, give us a call, 601-992-6000. It's a great time to live in Mississippi, and we're talking about it. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show from the Citizens Bank Studio. I appreciate you joining us today where we continue to celebrate so many amazing people who are working to make Mississippi such a great place to live, work, and play. You know, if I go back in, say, the last couple of months, some of the more profound conversations that I've had on this show, I had a a really, really special conversation with a young woman named Emma Benoit. And uh, my friend Paige uh, Roberts, the executive director of the Jackson County Chamber, joined me for the, for that conversation. Uh, Emma is a suicide um, attempt survivor. Uh, it's it's hard to actually put survivor and suicide in the same in the same sentence, to be honest with you. But um, as Emma explained to us during that conversation, that oftentimes they're not trying to actually kill themselves; they're trying to relieve the pain. And um, and unfortunately, Emma had a, a spinal cord damage that came from her attempt, but she immediately realized she had made a mistake, and she immediately realized that she's lucky she didn't succeed, and she's been on a mission since. And it was just a very, very special visit. And uh, Emma was actually going to join us today, and we'll have, her, we'll have her in the next week or so to come back. She's not feeling well today. But I have my friend Paige Roberts, who's going to be joining us. And um, well, first of all, let me just bring Paige in and say, first of all, good morning to my friend Paige. How you doing, Paige? Good morning, Ricky. I'm doing well, thanks. Well, listen, I want to. I have to. I have to thank you and Singing River Health Systems and a group of community partners that had come together as a result of the string of suicides that happened in Jackson County. But that story that's specific to Jackson County that caused your local community effort is unfortunately familiar to a lot of counties and cities across the state of Mississippi. And since you guys started your sort of concentrated effort around this, you've inspired us at Supertalk to to get involved. And we're we're going to launch a statewide effort with your involvement, with Emma's involvement and others. And we're excited about that. We'll talk more about that as we go forward. But um, but you guys have been learning fast, and you've learned some tactical things that needed to happen pretty quickly, and we'll talk a little bit about that here in just a second. There's some longer-term things we need to think about. There's a role for the legislatures. There's some advocacy that we all can work together about. We're relatively in the early stages in terms of the long-term and how all these collaborative efforts across the state of Mississippi can come together. But there's a lot to learn already based on your your efforts in, in Jackson County. So for people who missed that conversation with Emma, um, why don't you talk a little bit about how you came to know her and the, the tragedies that sort of repeated themselves in Jackson County that inspired the community leaders of Jackson County to come together? Sure. A, a couple years ago, we heard about a young man, an eighth grader, even in the East Central community, one of the unincorporated areas of 
eastern Jackson County. And he told his dad that he'd had the best day ever and went upstairs and hung himself. Uh, he was an athlete. He was just a, a lovely child, as m most of them are. Um, but, but we lost him. And it was so devastating to the community. And I am a friend of one of the uh, professionals who works for Singing River Electric, and he's also an East Central dad who spends a lot of time volunteering uh, coaching. And he had coached this young man because his sons played baseball with him. And he was so distraught in his conversation with me about not ha having a clue of what to do as as a parent, as a community member, as a friend of the parents of this young man. And he said something to me that struck me. And it was, uh, he said, Paige, I have never had any depression or mental health issues of any, of any kind, nor has anyone really in our family that I know of. And I just thought that was uh, uh, struck me because I I have and uh, do, and I just guess I kind of figured that a lot of people knew the challenges or knew the resources or or, or knew what was there or what wasn't there, and he didn't. And that's what started several of us talking about this. And and then, sadly enough, we had uh, an 11th grader uh, the next year. Uh, she used a gun, but she also was successful, followed by another eighth grader over in uh, Ocean Springs who chose to hang herself as well. And that was really, <laughs> that was when it, Singing River Health System as a partner and the chamber who had been working on um, exploring what could be done in the mental health um, solutions category, if you would go that far. And, and that's how we ended up finding Emma. Someone from Singing River Health System, you know Shannon Wall, used to work with you at Sun Herald. Her good friend next door in Louisiana knew of Emma and her story and her efforts to educate people about mental health and emotional well-being. And and Singing River Health System invited her over last summer, this past summer. And and ever since then, what is that now? Um, just seven, eight months. Uh, we have been on a really good trajectory to helping make some positive uh, things happen in Jackson County. You know, it's one of the things as uh, we continue to learn together, as you continue to teach me, as Emma teaches us, as we reflect about what it's going to take to to be successful. You know, one of the things that comes to mind almost immediately, and it's a real challenge, and that is, first of all, the availability of mental health services for for everyone, the the need to destigmatize the the, the issues surrounding mental health. We've got, a, we've got work to do in that area, don't we? 
We do. Um, we do across cultures, across gender, um, uh, sometimes faith, uh, faith foundations. Uh, there, there can be some real um, false thinking about mental health. I, I personally don't even really like to use the phrase mental health because I think it conjures terms like schizophrenia and bipolar disorder or or simply crazy, uh, whereas really it's about emotional well-being and how do you feel about yourself and the world you're in. Um, for those who have been able to watch Emma's documentary, which can be found on pbs.org called My Ascension, she talks about how she just came to this decision that the world would be better off not having to worry about Emma Benoit. If Emma Benoit just disappeared off of anyone's burden plate, it, that would be the best thing for everyone. And that, of course, is an example of our own mind lying to us. Um, and and some people, of course, do believe spiritually that that is Satan talking to us. And when we believe it and go down the path that Emma went to of, of getting a gun she knew her dad had and shooting herself in the chest with it in her bedroom, um, like you said, she regretted it immediately, and I think just through the grace of God, Emma survived, and she is really changing lives. And and the greatness that can come out of this, if we can just get to these people, especially these young people, to say, it's not always going to feel this bad, and this is a very permanent answer to a very temporary feeling and experience that that's where we're trying to go with all of this what what um what is unfortunate and but i think this is the reality of something like teen suicide it's hard to contemplate it it's better for too many people to be out of sight out of mind but we have to be very legitimate about how we focus on it. i love the i love the way you say that actually that it's more about sort of emotional security. It's about sort of your emotional state and not necessarily about mental health, which does actually conjure up some negativity surrounding that, unfortunately. And that is cultural as well. But, you know, what we learn when we start to think about this is that there's more we can do on the state level. There's more we can do on the local level to focus on not only these services that can help kids, but also just to talk very specifically about various elements of a suicide prevention program in schools and in the community. And so, I mean, you, you had to get it out of, from the out of sight, out of mind place and bring it to where it's painfully something to contemplate, but at the same time, to focus on there's a lot of positive outs outcomes that can occur if we just go at it harder. And that's what's happening now in Jackson County, and that's what we hope to bring in the Super Talk Mississippi conversations. When we come back, we'll continue this conversation with, with Paige Roberts.
reminding you why we all love living in coastal Mississippi. It's the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk 103.1. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show from the Citizens Bank Studio. I have my friend Paige Roberts, who is the executive director for the Jackson County Chamber and a community leader and someone who's working with a collaborative group of, um, of, of organizations and companies in Jackson County focused on reducing teen suicide as a result of their recent experience around that. And, you know, what we know for sure, Paige, is that we will say we, I say our communities will save young people as a result of a very legitimate and focused effort where we talk about it openly and honestly and we address it directly. We will save lives as a result of that. And you guys, the more you focus on the ground, the more you realize that. And so much so that this thing has continued to evolve and is, and is actually working toward a mental health summit that's going to take place on February the 23rd. So why don't we talk about that, <laughs> excuse me, and then we'll come back actually and zero in on something that really evolved as a very substantive thing that can be done called Hope Squad. We'll come back to that in just a second. But this healthcare leaders uh, coming together in coastal Mississippi is a really important meeting on February the 23rd, isn't it? It is, and it will begin uh, with breakfast at 7.30 in the morning that Friday, February 23rd at the Hard Rock Casino. It is an event hosted by Singing River Health System. Um, the last couple years, they have done this event, and it has uh, focused specifically on women's health. They had a great title for it, What the Health, <laughs> um, and, and it was a good time. Uh, always emceed by Jackson County District Attorney Angel Myers McElrath, who you have had on this show, Ricky, and she will be emceeing and, and sharing her story as well, which is also one of resilience and, and deep faith uh, and survival, even in the face of, of great grief. Um, but yes, Singing River Health System has invited Emma as we mentioned before, the suicide attempt survivor uh, who is 23 years old uh, is now in a wheelchair after shooting herself seven years ago um, and just phenomenal. So she is the keynote speaker, but they have also put together a panel of professionals, uh, medical experts. Um, one is in uh women's health. Uh, one is in pediatrics. His name, uh, he's referred to fondly as Dr. MJ. He's actually from the Middle East, uh, has been here a few years. He was on the original panel last summer when we met Emma. He is great. Um, I, people really are drawn to him. Um, also on the panel is someone who works for Singing River Gulfport at their hospital over there, who is not just a clinician, but she will be speaking from a maternal parental standpoint and has a very powerful story to share. And then Dr. Roger Ridgway, who is one of the psychiatrists, actually mine, <laughs> uh, will be one of the panelists. So I'll consider this actually a free session um, <laughs> in being able to uh, listen to Dr. Ridgway who I have so much respect for um, and have grown 
um, uh, close to in the sense of of what can be done. Uh, he basically manages my medications, and uh, and so I just see him once or twice a year. But we often talk about what he's seeing in his world of psychiatry, and especially with young people. So I always walk away from those sessions not just with a pres appropriate prescription, but also with some newfound information from his world. You know, what, I, what I've always admired, actually, Paige, about you, we've chatted briefly about this before on the air, but your own your own um, issues with mental health mm -hmm. and how you sought uh, uh, to, to resolve them makes you empathetic for what others may be going through. And that's, gosh, that's so important. Um, it, it's really, it's critical. Uh, um, sometimes I have to watch it. It's almost like... PTSD, you know, hearing some, when I think about the the young man in East Central or the young lady over there, the young lady in Ocean Springs, I never got to where they were, where they were ready to and did pull a trigger or put something around their neck, but I was close. And so I understand the darkness that you find yourself in, you may have rationally made a decision like Emma did, where she thought this was just, there, it would be a better world without her. I've been there as well. But the darkness can be so overwhelming and and really take over that I, I, people often say when someone kills themselves, I don't understand how you can get to that point. I do. I do understand how you can get to that point. I've just always been blessed with good medical professionals, good faith-based professionals. And in um, March of 2019, I went to a week-long program just outside of Nashville called OnSite. Um, and it's all, what I went to was very intensive therapy, but it really focuses on that we are not human doings, we are human beings. Because a lot of my issues stem from perfectionism and identifying myself with what I do. But we're really about how we are and and how we feel and, and, and the false negative uh, that goes through our head at, sort of on a loop is what can send us in into that place. We just continually lie. So yes, the empathy is important. And that is one of the things I'm not wishing people to be in the place where I have been or where Emma was, but I am wishing that people would uh, work harder at empathy and trying to understand perspectives of 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 other people's purchase and mm -hmm. and that I think will go a long way in destigmatizing all all of this. Um, it, it's not about being crazy. It a lot of it is just about being sad or feeling alone or lonely, and that is. It, that is what 
going back to Hope Squad with the with the program in the high schools, that's what brings the hope. Well, I think it's important that you share that. I, I don't know that I've ever reflected on sort of where I was at a young age with you before, but I'll, I'll share one thing with you. Um, it wasn't until later in my life that I really came to appreciate that I was dyslexic and I had mm-hmm. to learn how to learn. So I, I struggled through school. I was uh, I could comprehend greatly, <laughs> thank God. But and but but how reading was kind of my thing. It was very hard for me to read, and I eventually learned how to read. Now back when I was in elementary school, and in junior high and high school, they didn't they didn't really understand dyslexia at the way they understand it today. So they can help kids overcome it pretty rapidly. But I remember. Um, how much I struggled, and I remember I remember looking at my friends around me who were just kind of easily you know easily going through school, and I just always wondered would I ever measure up, would I ever be able to get where I needed to be and yeah man it's only through the grace of God that I've figured it all out and you know learned how to learn and once I did it was there was there was really no stopping me, but I remember once I was at the Sun Herald. Roland used to give a test called the Sadler exam, and it was um, it was it it, it 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 looked at your personality traits. It looked at how it looked at lots of things, critical thinking skills, all that stuff. And I remember when I when I got my first one back, I remember one of the things it said in the in the management suggestion was it said that Ricky is a, a slow reader. That's what it said. I was a slow reader, and what I had learned to do is that. In order for me to comprehend, I had I would I would it's not true anymore, but it was it was definitely true then, even early in my career, that I had to read very focused. And and to be honest with you, it was so focused that an atomic bomb could go off in the room and you would not be able to get my attention. It was like I had learned to lock into the word so much that I mean the world could be coming to an end and I wouldn't even know about it. I mean, people would have to go slap me and say, you know, we're trying to talk to you. That's that, but that's just the way I overcame it. And over time, I don't know how I did it, but over time, eventually I got to a place where, um, comprehension was always good, but it was, you know, I could speed up and, you know, obviously, you know, ended up becoming a publisher. I, I, I often laughed at my English teacher in high school in my senior year, probably fell out the day she learned that I was president and publisher of the Sun Herald because she probably did, didn't really give me much of a chance to succeed. Uh, and I don't, I'll say that I, that's not a negative to her, but it's simply that's kind of the way I sort of appeared at the time. But 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 you know the, the the mental health issues that come from that, you know, later in my life, because of that 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 real tendency to focus, I had an about with um, with anxiety. And I'll come back on the other side and explain that to you. And that makes me so much more empathetic to people who are having that, that same challenge. So when we come back we'll continue our conversation with Paige Roberts. and love for Mississippi is why he's here. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show. I have my friend uh, Paige Roberts. We actually are going to talk about the latest at the Jackson County Chamber. We've been focusing a lot on teen suicide in this, this important meeting that's coming up. 
in October, excuse me, October, listen to me, in February. And uh, I don't know where October came from. But, but, but anyway, when we went to break, I mentioned about this little bout I had with anxiety. What happened was, Paige, I had surgery. And uh, they gave me a narcotic. And as it turns out, I am actually hypersensitive to narcotics. So I can't take narcotics. It caused a seizure. And so um, to make a long story short, I sought the advice of a, of a doctor. His name is Dr. Julian Adams. He's at the Neurology Center at the University of South Carolina. That's where I went to, to be assessed. And he said, you don't have epilepsy or anything like that. You have a hypersensitivity to narcotics. But... You have to you have to you know wear a, a a thing around your neck for the rest of your life to make sure that 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 providers don't give you any narcotics because it, you 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 have very severe reactions to narcotics. Well, what gave me the anxiety after I had this? What had happened is when I was in the hospital and had this epileptic uh, response, uh, a seizure. Uh, what happened after that is that when I would feel like I'm gonna have it. You know, I didn't actually have it again, but when I feel like I'm going to have it again, I would feel like I'm losing control. It's the same issues that people who face anxiety have, and I would have full-scale anxiety that comes with that. And I came to appreciate that that is, man, that's not something you dream up. It is a, it is a physiological problem. <laughs> and Dr. Julian Adams is the one who said to me, he said, look, you're not going to have another one. So you got to get that in your head. So if you have to go get a little help to get it in your head that you're not, that's not going to happen again. So if you feel dizzy or short winded or whatever, it's not the sign you have, you have to have a narcotic. That's what's going to cause your seizure. If you don't have a narcotic, you're not going to have a seizure. So you, you got to convince yourself of that and you'll never have another anxiety attack for the rest of your life. And believe it or not, he was absolutely right. And I never did again after that. But I can appreciate physiologically how important it is to treat that <laughs> with the severity that it needs to be treated. Um, but you, you nod your head as I'm telling that story, but it's real, isn't it? Yes. Well, I have had panic attacks uh, in addition to the depression. Now, my original panic attacks were related to my thyroid, actually, but I have had some uh, other uh, panic attacks. And you're right, your your brain will tell you your throat is closing, for example, but uh, and so then I would feel I couldn't breathe. But then I would say to myself, this is where the cognitive therapy comes in. The therapist said to me, okay, you know you're breathing in and out. You know you're breathing. Your brain's telling you you're about to not be able to breathe, but breath is going in and out. So focus on the breath going in and out. And that's what brings you out of the panic. So it's all related. That's the same, you know, my brain telling me that I can't breathe while I'm actually breathing. And and that's why I, I have practiced yoga now for seven years. And concentrating on your breath is a big part of the yoga practice. And if people will just focus on their breath when they are feeling uh, negative feelings, whatever they are, anxiety or sadness or loneliness, and focus on their breath, th it, that goes a long way right there. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, obviously, there are more extreme cases um, of, of issues, but 
it doesn't always take a psychiatrist. And that is what Singing River Health System is also trying to do with these various events they're hosting and with their various um, awareness uh, uh, talks that they have is that we don't all need a psychiatrist, but we do probably need some tools for resilience and for just being calm <clears throat> and not responding. I mean, we've all heard the count to 10 or go scream in a pillow. But if you'll just breathe for a moment, that goes a long way. And, <clears throat> and I think uh, that alone could change a lot of things. You know, that are my dad going used to, my my, ba- my dad used to say this. He used to say, "Bite your tongue and let the blood trickle." I think I've said that to you before, but it's just such a powerful statement. But it's you know, in my case, it's interesting to see how, as a young person, not having control over how I learn early in my life, and you know, year after year, trying to figure that out, eventually figuring it out, but. But the sense of I didn't have control over something, how that could end up affecting me in other parts of my life. And, you know, what's interesting is people listen to you and me talk. You know, truthfully, the majority of people that are listening to this conversation now, they can relate in one way or the other. Whether they've actually sought help themselves or not, they have struggled in one way or another related to something that you and I are talking about right now. And that's why we need to destigmatize the whole conversation around emotional security, because it's not it's not an exception to the rule. Usually, it is the rule, and people are on a continuum, you know, somewhere on that continuum at any given time. And it's just the reality of the situation, isn't it? Yeah. When I taught high school journalism years ago, I was a part of the English department, and I got on that department and found out that all but one of the teachers in that department were on antidepressants. Yes. I mean, a lot of people are taking antidepressants or anti-anxiety medicine, and that's okay. But we also have to work on how how we talk to ourselves. And as you mentioned, it's all about control. If I start to come across as um, not nice, we'll say there is another word that rhymes with which. But if I start <laughs> to come across like that, it's probably because I'm feeling out of control or attacked, which mm-hmm. is also a part of feeling out of control. So that takes us right back to Brene Brown and yeah. the Dare to Lead book that we yeah. use for our leadership Jackson County uh, class because. Being vulnerable takes courage, and and um, being able to deal with shame is a way to be a better leader. And and that is that is how she has taken the study of vulnerability and shame and infused it into leadership lessons. It just all goes together. Um, and another thing that I want to point out along this same line of thinking. This is exactly why I went and saw the Barbie movie three times, because the messages in there are about 
how we don't feel good enough or we or, or how we uh, approach people and and how we're thinking and and several things you said kind of come right out of that script so i always hate it when people think it was just a sort of bubblegum silly pink movie it, oh, it that deep. script is actually it's quite deep. brilliant I watched it recently, and then I was so intrigued by all these messages that were coming out of it. There's a, 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 when you watch the movie, you have this other content that you can go to, and then one of them is actually the director's cut where she describes literally frame by frame everything that you're watching and sort of what was behind it. Just It's really super fascinating. And so, some people think it's a silly kid movie that's aimed at adults and is Boy, there's so much more to it than that. It can, it will be studied for many years to come. The the sort of you know inside the messages that were part of that movie. But I mean, one other thing, and we'll we'll move on from sort of removing the stigmatism of mental health. But um, I remember at the Sun Herald after Hurricane Katrina, and the folks who worked with me who are listening to the show will remember this very well. But we hired a psychologist to work at the Sun Herald full time for six months. And initially, when people would go see her, they'd come through the back door of the conference room so they wouldn't be in the hallway waiting so people could see they were waiting to see the psychologist. You know, by, by month two or three, people started just waiting in the regular hallway. They didn't care anymore. It became sort of understood that she's available and it's a great place to go talk and relieve some of your stress and it learn, to learn some tools about how to face the kind of uh, stress that people were facing in their lives. And so, um, but she said to me once, she said, listen, think about it this way, that prior to Hurricane Katrina, about half of the population is on or near the edge just because of, you know, issues with their, you know, uh, their relationships, maybe they're going through a divorce, maybe they have some health issues, you name it, financial issues, about 50% are on or near the edge. And it doesn't take much to make them fall over. Okay, so she said when Katrina hit, all of them are over the edge now. And so they need help to try to figure out how to get back to where they were mentally. The other 50 percent that's left, 50 percent of them are not only on the edge, but they're also over the edge, too. So it leaves about 25 percent that are on or near the edge. So uh, an event like Katrina puts most people over the edge. And that, to me, that was such a powerful way to think about it. And that's true whether Katrina is going to hit or not, that so many in society are in a position where they could be, their, their emotional security could be improved greatly. So why don't we do this? We'll pick it up right there when we come back on the other side, and then we'll get an update from the chamber as well. We'll see you with Paige Roberts after we have this break. to more of the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show from the Citizens Bank Studio and uh, Paige Roberts from the Jackson County Chamber who's been working on a teen suicide effort. We spent the last segment or so talking about, you know, we got we to gotta do something about the stigma of emotional, you know, health. 
and um, and and we you know we both kind of sharing our stories. But there's a really important uh, conversation that's going to take place, and that is going to be on February the 23rd. It's sponsored by Singing River Health Systems, and it's going to cover uh, mental health initiatives, and it's going to focus on conversations, reducing the stigma, as, as Paige and I just did, and building community support by uh, you know all these mental health challenges that we're facing. And Emma Benoit is going to be one of the featured speakers, and we've told her story. Again, it's February the 23rd. It's going to be at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Biloxi at 730 a.m. Starts with the breakfast. The panel conversations start at 9. It's $25 tickets. So um, I would encourage you to, to look it up and uh, get your ticket and participate, especially if you're involved in a volunteer effort, a community organization, a company that really wants to contribute toward this conversation. There's going to be a lot of collaborative conversations taking place as we uh, you know, work together to, to make our community healthier. That's something we really need to focus on. So anyway, Paige, I appreciate you keeping the focus on this and for agreeing to work with us at Super Talk Mississippi Media as we launch a statewide effort uh, thinking about how we can advocate for all the kind of efforts that need to take place that will, will ultimately reduce teen suicide. And one of the first things that I think they're going to do as a project is is really put the data around how 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 much of a problem is teen suicide in Mississippi, and we'll be working on that as well. So anyway, before we get, you know, this is the final segment of our time together. Why don't you give us a quick update on what you've been involved with at the Chamber these days? <laughs> well, a lot of what we just talked about is what we're involved in. We did identify health care and mental health care uh, as one of our policy issues four and a half years ago when I came to this position. Um, and so we are excited about the opportunity to do something tangible here in our partnership with the health system, but also with uh, working with this uh for school districts in Jackson County to get hope squads in our schools, both at the middle and high school levels. Um, so we're working on that. Of course, um, we have our industrial trade show that comes up every year and that will be in May and takes a lot of planning. Um, I just gave another tour of downtown Pascagoula. Uh, the revitalization effort continues there and a couple gentlemen were interested in looking at some possible properties in Pascagoula. Um, we have our area councils have just come from Moss Points and heard from the mayor about his downtown revitalization effort in downtown Moss Point. Um, and, you know, we can never say enough about Mayor Billy Knight's leadership and what the River City is experiencing because of it and and all of the citizens that are supporting those efforts of progress. Um, and so that's exciting. Um, and we're uh, we're working on uh, tourism efforts as well. As you know, I also serve on the Coastal Mississippi Tourism Board of Commissioners, and we're touring some guests here in uh, the eastern part of Jackson County as well for that. So, um, you know, if you if uh, what I what I like 
is that there aren't a whole lot of efforts going on that are uh, meant to help our Jackson County community thrive, that the chamber isn't uh, a part of it at some level. Um, as you know, the One Coast Awards that we do jointly with um, the Gulf Coast Chamber in Harrison County and the Hancock County Chamber, uh, the One Coast Awards have, have uh, closed for nominations and the applications are coming in uh, for that April program and we're excited about that. And then lastly, and I'm sure we'll be talking about this many more times, but um, we are a part of a new Gulf Coast Chamber network of chambers across I-10 from Texas to the Florida Panhandle. And with the Mobile Chamber taking the lead, uh, we have gotten an opportunity with an EDA grant, which is Economic Development Administration, to work on workforce participation and development. Um, we were given the strategy grant for a year, but we are one of only 15 applicants out of 225 in the country who have this opportunity for a recompete grant of about $20 million. And eight, wow. um, eight people, eight applicants will receive those um, awards uh, this summer. And so we are furiously uh, getting our final application uh, to submit in April. But with that network and our efforts, we, we feel really good about it. So um, keep your well, fingers good luck. crossed. Sounds it sounds so exciting. It really does. Hey, we're gonna we're out of time, but we're gonna have you back when uh, Emma can join us, and we'll spend a couple of segments talking about probably what we ought to do is talk after this this uh, February the twenty third meeting now, and we can share some of the learnings that come out of that. And by then, we can put some meat on the bones for the Super Talk Mississippi Teen Prevention Effort, Teen Suicide Prevention Effort, and we can talk about that as well. So I look forward to chatting with you again soon. Me too. It's been it's been a pleasure. This has been my friend Paige Roberts from the Jackson County Chamber. Listen, have a great day and we will see you tomorrow. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.